0: Before we get started with this episode, we just want to remind you that we have a drawing going on at all times on uh, both of our websites. So it's LiveLifeCustom.com or Grinder-TV.com for every $5 you spend on either website gets you automatically entered. And uh, we do those drawings usually at the end of the month um, or at the end of the drawing. Sometimes they run one month, sometimes they run two. Just go to our websites for the current information. The next giveaway is a set of React drop spindles for an OBS Chevy truck. And um, you can just Google React drop spindles, OBS trucks to get the information on those. But yeah, so we're super excited for that. And we want to thank AZ Pro Performance for coming in and donating those. All right, guys, enjoy the episode. Yours is just like red with a Brian's face crossed out. Like, <laughs> I need another co-host. <laughs> okay, well here we go. Welcome to this week's episode,
1: The Drop with Frank and Brian. I'm Frank, and I'm Brian, and that's Brian. And uh, we, to this episode, we're going to be doing some viewer questions. We yeah, asked on Instagram. I like these episodes. I like these. These are a lot of fun because it kind of just like, I got some goofy ones, I got some serious ones. So I think this is this is going to be fun. So, where do you want
0: to begin? Do you want me to just start,
1: start, the, start at the beginning and end, end the ending?
0: Yeah, because I started screen capping these questions.
1: Yeah, so did and I, I. And I don't know if I got every single one. Do you happen to have some from the, from previous, the, the previous ones, and just in case we, we run out of them? I think I do. I think I do um, on this computer here uh yeah, okay well, well we can we can find that later on if we need to, but we got some good ones. Let's we just, do and, I, just... and we'll just
0: and, and we'll just go off of the questions too because we can like really rant, yeah, you know, just just yeah. dive into certain things.
1: Uh, a couple of them um let's start off with this one. <laughs> this is from Georgia uh who was our guest in uh a previous episode it was uh, she's a lot of fun and uh, she said, this I think this is aimed towards me because it says, if you built anything other than a truck, what type of tractor would Frank build? Because <laughs> 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 as I've hinted before in these episodes, I do live out in the middle of nowhere. I do have a tractor and I do do like tractor
0: stuff. Man, and we need uh, to see more tractor stuff on, on your know. YouTube or socials because tractor stuff is fun.
1: It is fun. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> funny enough, that's like one of my favorite things that, that we have is that tractor. And the it, to talk about that tractor in particular, we've actually had that tractor for almost 40 years now. What it's, is it? It's a Kubota. It's a 1989 Kubota. Uh, uh, my family has been in construction for a really long time, basically my whole life. If we weren't doing car type businesses, we were doing construction, building houses. And so my dad bought it way back in the late eighties. And so I essentially grew up with this tractor. Like I've had it most of my life. And from a little kid playing on it, like pretending like I'm driving a car to actually using it for work, like, um, you know, doing various things throughout the years in construction uh, to now maintaining our property with it. And it's, I I actually, to be quite honest with you, I actually have a pretty emotional attachment to this tractor. (laughs) Oh, yeah? Yeah. And so, you know, and it's been uh, throughout the years, it's like, you know, we've had to do repairs on it. And it spent a lot of years being broken. This last time, um, we let someone use it and they blew the clutch in it. And uh, so it sat for many years, like I would say five or six years, five or six or seven years, it sat with a blown clutch. And then uh, someone in my family tried to fix it. They took it apart and didn't know how to put it back together. So then it sat even longer in pieces. And then finally, we found someone who was knowledgeable about that stuff and had it fixed. And for the last, like, I'd say about a year or so now, I've had a functioning tractor, and I use it all the time. And it's funny because, like, I'll get on it, and I'll start doing work around the, the, the compound here, and Angie will just be like, man, you just love being on that tractor.
0: <laughs> now, do you? what do you use the tractor exactly for? That's the big question.
1: M- moving dirt. We, we have dirt. our property has a lot of dirt on it. Uh, like I've said before, I live on a dirt road. So it's a lot of like smoothing out the road. So when it rains, we don't have giant lakes. You know, um, I do a lot of like we get a lot of weeds, a lot of weeds on this property. So it's cleaning up weeds and, you know, uh, smoothing. But we, we got a, a shipping container as a, a storage type thing. And
0: so needed to, to, to grade it out. So I'm
1: actually yeah. not to toot my own horn or anything, but I'm actually quite good at it. I'm, well, We're going to I'm see really some, good.
0: We're gonna need to see some tractor footage. Okay.
1: All right. I'll 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 make it happen. And, and and ne- it, ne-
0: next time you have to grade your road, take your camera, set it at the end of your road, and point it towards the, the asphalt street, uh-huh. and then grade the road. Is that the road that you grade? The yeah. The public one? Yeah. Yeah. And then grade public that. Public one. Public one. Put it on a, tr- a time lapse, and we want to see That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd
1: be cool. Maybe that's the content. I, that's I've been it, thinking man. about it a lot, like... You know, I have many, many cars, and uh, it's going to be, you know, it's going to get to a point where I need to get rid of all these cars. So I've thought about that, that there might be a shift, not, not a shift necessarily, but there's going to be a lot of content of me, you know, um, selling
0: cars or, you know, getting these cars yeah.
1: ready to sell. Well, what?
0: what? Stay tuned. Well, you have a 85 or it's a 84 to 88 Toyota on your property, right? Yeah, I remember, do. We, yeah. Remember we were there and you said that me and Mike could pick one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you pick the Toyota. And I picked the Toyota. I think one day um I'm gonna have to you're gonna have to sell that or give that or donate it to the Grinder TV channel and we will build it on here and the whole thing will be us going to Frank's house, picking this truck up and building it. Anytime you're ready, <laughs> please Because that my first mini truck my first mini truck was eighty six Toyota. Yeah. So eventually I do wanna build Was it a short bed or a long bed? It was a short bed. And it was a jap bed, Japanese bed. Uh huh. And we put, we molded the front, the four by fenders on the back. Oh, you should. You sent me the picture of that silver one that just got in a sever. Yeah, that's yeah. why. I would, like, like, like I need to send. Uh, Springle painted that truck and built that truck. I need to send him photos because I never thought I'd see that mod again. A mm-hmm. Japanese bed with the four wheel drive sheet metal on it. Yeah, it's and cool. It, it's a killer it came look. Out sick.
1: Because it almost looked like a like a wide body.
0: Yeah, like a wide exactly, body. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, it turned out really cool. It did.
1: Yeah, so yeah, anytime you're ready, you can come pick that thing up.
0: Yeah, ch- with the tractor. We'll I will drag the, it out with the tractor.
1: I love the mysteriousness that I'm building around my life. <laughs> I love the fact that our listeners are li- sitting at wherever they are and going like, what does this place look like?
0: <laughs> Have you ever watched Vice Grip Garage on YouTube? No, I haven't. Your yard is Vice Grip Garage. So uh-huh. yo, go watch Vice Grip Garage and it's this guy, Derek. And uh, he basically goes out to, we'll say similar yards to yours with mm-hmm. cars that have been sitting for a very long time, gets them running and drives them home.
1: Oh, you, I have heard of that. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched any episodes, but I have heard of that.
0: Now, granted, we can't do that with the Toyota because I don't think there's a motor in it.
1: No, no motor. No. Most of them don't have motors. Some do. No. It's an
0: maybe a that's where the maybe that's where the LS building will go to go in the 85. <laughs>
1: Stuffed in that Toyota. That'd be sick. That'd be awesome. So, all right, yeah. that was a good one to get started with. Thank you, Georgia, for that one. And, and she uh, asked well, another question. Yeah, too. I was about to say, like, follow right up with her second question. Uh, she asked, "Is there any events that you haven't been to that are on a bucket list?"
0: I guess we should have made notes for this. I should have
1: made notes for this. Mm. I figure all uh, off the off the dome.
0: Off on the these. dome, off the cuff. Off the cuff? The dome? Yeah. Go ahead. What's yours? Oh. Um, that you haven't been to that are on your bucket list. That's a tough one. I've been to so many. Yeah. Um well, I think I think it's more or less of not going to an event because I've been to the ones that are on my bucket list, but it's going to an event with my truck.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: So like mini gnats, I want to experience it with my truck. Yeah. I want to experience LSD with my truck. You know, I have, I've experienced it with everything else. I actually want to take a, a truck to these events. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think there's a couple in Japan that I, I want to get over to, like the Moon Eyes mm-hmm. and uh, truck and truck masters. Yeah. With me, it's, it's more
1: like, that's, that's a really good, that's a, that's a really good point about saying like taking, actually taking the trucks because we do travel so much without our vehicles. But when I was thought, when I was thinking about this question, I was thinking more of like, not necessarily shows specifically, but locations. Like there are so many places mm. that I want to go check out that, you know, we've, we've sort of like created this, this thing that we've created in what i do is like what shows are out in this area that we can go to show we can make content we can make money and we can go check stuff out and um, lately or actually not lately for the past couple of years every time we go out to mini nats and i talk to those dudes from like maryland and the mm. dc area like i want to go get up there and go check out some like even if it's going i know like this is kind of like crazy but even going all the way out there to just go check out the culture like the cruise nights the clubs mm. hang out with the guys and just and you know the people out there And um, just experience that part of Mm. of the country and that culture. Because I've said before, like, you know. having being in a big club and having members all over the place and many different places, it allows us to like, just go be that for a little while. Like when we go to Texas, we can be Texans. And when mm. we go to eventually when we, we haven't been there yet, but eventually when we go to Indiana to go hang out with the Indiana guys, we become Midwesterners for we're going to be Indianians, Indianians, you know? So yeah. So like, and then obviously Japan, Australia, like, mm. you know, those places, even like, uh, I noticed, um, a lot of people are talking about trucks in the UK now. Are they? Yeah, there's a. Uh, I think it was like Mini Truck and Takeover um, posted a photo of a guy actually in like England who has an S10. There's
0: a guy that I that I'm friends with on Facebook. Um, I actually met him. He uh, there was that old lowrider video that we filmed. Um, it was a Stephen Brooks uh, film, and me and Johnny O did behind the scenes of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember that was Una Familia Lowriding
1: Oh wait, I do yeah
0: mm-hmm. Yeah So One of the guys That came out From the UK uh, Is a mini truck guy And yeah I don't know If he's got a mini truck now Or he's got a C10 now But we're still friends On Facebook And yeah He he always told me He's like It's it's impossible to find Anything to do With trucks out there But So they They go to like uh, Euro events So if you go to, If you look at uh, Some Euro footage From the UK You'll find mini trucks Dotted throughout
1: Hmm yeah, so yeah, my, my thing isn't necessarily like a specific show. It's more like kind of destinations.
0: We should go to the UK. I would be, That'd be sick. so down to go to the UK to um, one of the events out there.
1: Funny enough, I am literally half English. My dad is from England.
0: Well, so you'll understand the the language.
1: Oh, of course. But you know what's even <laughs> even more interesting than that is like my, my dad and my entire dad's, yeah. dad's side of the family is from England. They're all English. I don't have any family there. Angie has more family. Her aunt lives in England and, um, you know, she has cousins out there. She has a couple mm-hmm. aunts, um, you know, just because like, you know, they're all from the Philippines. And when they kind of immigrated from the, the Philippines out to these different countries, you know, some settled in the States and some settled in, in, you know, uh, in London and England and stuff. So it's funny that me being actually like, half English. I have zero relatives there. <laughs> and Angie being no English has a bunch of relatives, relatives there.
0: there. Yeah. So anyway, so we're um, going to go to the UK and I well, have, and I have an idea about that, that we can implement on our, on our YouTube channels, but we'll talk about that another day. Right, something cool. I've been floating around in my head for a while.
1: Yeah, I can do that sounds interesting. I kinda yeah. wanna know now, but
0: we'll, we'll we'll put a pin in that one. Which uh, interesting does it sound? Your interesting or the actual interesting
1: I know. No, that's actually interesting. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. Um so funny enough, now kinda to go into the next question from uh J Media One on Instagram. He asks, uh, when you come
0: in to Australia for East Coast cruise. Now you've been to Australia for the East Coast cruise, right? Yeah, the first time I went down to Australia, we I flew into Brisbane, and that's where Mal and the the and Slam and the Forbidden Guys live. And then we drove down to Batesman Bay, which is just south of Sydney, uh to East Coast Cruise. And now it's somewhere else. It's not in Batesman Bay anymore, but uh funny enough is I wanna get we'll get into this too when we do the over eventually do our overseas mm-hmm. topic. But um yeah, it was uh, the first mini truck show in Australia was East coast cruise put on by negative camber and those guys down there. So, um, if anyone ever wants to go to Australia to a show, go to East coast cruise, make that the one that you go to. Um, I know there's other events in Australia, but that's like when it comes to like a historical factor of events, that's the, one. that's, that's the grand, the quote unquote, like granddaddy, you know, of the, of shows down there.
1: What, uh, what DVD was that footage in from your Australia trip? The very first one.
0: Okay. So people could go
1: check that out if, if they yeah. want to see that. That was a lot of, like, I remember that footage. I haven't seen it in a while, but I remember that footage and it looked like a lot of fun. And it, it goes right back to the, the conversation we've had in the, the last episode or one of the episodes that we did is just like, you know, having fun and, you know, sh- like trying to retell that story on the uh, the fun you had. Because like that was your first time to Australia and all that footage you could tell the genuine like excitement and uh uh, what's, what's the right word like excitement and and just happy being
0: there like it translates so well into that footage yeah. my my facebook memories it's one of the only re- things i go on facebook for is to look at my memories now and uh was this time 10 years ago i was in australia for another event and so all the memories are starting to pop up on there and oh I'm just that's like, hey, cool i can't believe it's been that long since i've been there so yeah yeah so hopefully um uh, we will go back one day because it is a goal of mine to get back over there.
1: Uh, and I don't know if our listeners remember from another episode when I talked about my flying situation that I that I mm. don't. And so like yeah, that's a, that's uh, on my going back to George's question, the bucket list thing. and like I said, mine is more of like destinations and and rather than specific shows. But I guess in this case scenario, it would be a specific show, the the East yeah. Coast cruise. But Australia is huge on my list. Like I want to go there. I want to experience it. It's only like a sixteen hour flight. Well, um, um, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Um, the guy from severed, uh, the photographer from Australia Oh, toast uh, toast. toast yeah. yeah. He just, he just came out for Severd severed mm-hmm. in the Midwest and yeah. I was following him along on his journey and all these plane trips and stuff. And they, he was flying straight from Dallas to Sydney.
0: Yeah, you can. So crazy. I flew, I flew straight from LAX to Brisbane. Um, and I remember on my way home, I had to fly from Brisbane to Sydney and then Sydney straight to LAX. And then there was one time I remember I flew, I had to fly from like, I stopped in New Zealand and spent a couple of days there and I had to fly into Fiji from there. And then, but if you do that, that, that ride from Sydney to LAX, that's a tough one. So yeah. anyone that ever flies that, that long of a distance, don't sleep the first, when you get on the plane, stay awake as long as you can. Um, They have really good movies and you know what I mean? Like a lot of, because the time
1: the time messes with you
0: yeah because if you wake if you fall asleep and you sleep first let's say eight hours on a 16 hour flight or 15 hour flight and you wake up and realize that you still have seven hours before you can like oh being on the plane still being on the plane it is is way better to force yourself to stay awake Uh and then sleep the last because if you wake up and you're like oh my god there's only an hour to go it feels so good yeah but if you wake up and there's seven or eight hours still to go it's like you, I, it kind of freaked me out the, when I did that one time. I remember I got on the plane, <laughs> got in the air, fell asleep right away, and I woke up and I went. There's still eight more hours on this flight. What am I gonna do? That's crazy. Yeah. Do you feel like trapped? Yes.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. I'm all like, yeah. ah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this is not boding well for my whole <laughs> flying thing. But uh, was that when you went to Australia and you went to East Coast Cruise? Was did you do the New Zealand trip in that
0: same trip? The one was, or was that not that? Not that time. That was a separate one. Oh, okay uh, was, i remember that was good too that was i remember that was i think that was the one that i let um mal book my trip and he booked me like a weird on the way home it was like a big layover in fiji or something and i was like i'll book the trips from now on <laughs> but yeah yeah the new zealand one was this did i do new zealand i did new zealand twice i've been to new zealand twice but the well the first time i just i flew from australia over to new zealand stayed there for a couple of days and then flew home cool and then one time i just went to new zealand without going to australia
1: was that where that you got all the footage from uh i don't know what show that was
0: it was called the foreign rotor Nats. yeah so like, was that was yeah. that that trip that was that trip
1: oh cool and everybody yeah. and you can go check those out on the the is that also on the first dvd
0: yeah that's the first dvd i should really release that footage on youtube on the youtube yeah I'll probably yeah, be do cool. that Probably do that soon where I'll and maybe I'll talk about the trip while I'm like I'll narrate it or something, oh that'd be yeah, that'd there. be
1: great, that'd be really cool,
0: Yeah, because we drove from we landed in Wellington, that's where uh Nick lives, and we drove up to Auckland, so the entire North island we did the whole we drove the whole thing that's cool, so it was cool,
1: yeah well, and kind of go back to the Australia thing like that's the thing about go being in the truck scene or or you know the custom scene in general in Australia like everything is so spread out right like these mm-hmm. these dudes are like driving 12 hours to go to a show and just because like that's the only way they can get there
0: oh yeah and there's only there's big hot rod shows in Australia oh, yeah? really big ones yeah um but there's not a lot of like truck dedicated events so they're few and far between and they're um most, I think they're now mostly like Sydney area ish. Um, But yeah. So if you want to go to one, you got to drive.
1: And that, 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 that pops a thought into my head because that sounds very similar to what Georgia was telling us in her episode about living in Canada. Mm-hmm. And like uh the, the scenes are kind of melded together just because there's not a lot of like separate things going on, which, you know, we get, I don't want to say spoiled, but we definitely have the options here that like, like she was saying in that episode, like, when you are a lowrider in Canada, you can, you go to the lowrider shows as well, the hot rod shows as well, the mini truck shows are all the same. But there's so much stuff going on in the states that you can go to only lowrider shows and be busy. You never all have year. to go to another show, you know, yeah. or you. Yeah. And it's a, it's a little tougher in the truck scene because there's not so many. But there, you know, the the shows are growing, and you know we're kind of like uh, we're kind of like the proof of that. We travel so much and go to the truck shows. Like there are shows out there. Well, and if you look
0: at the shows we go to. How many are just mini trucks?
1: Oh yeah, for sure.
0: There's there's mini truck nationals is essentially I mean there might be a couple in there but um you know forbidden and stuff but LST is not a mini truck show. Right. LST is everything. You, go. you got all, all these shows. It's like 40 50% mini trucks, C10s, OBSs, some lifted trucks. So it's not so we're it's the same thing. You know what I mean? A truck show is a truck show is a truck show.
1: Mhm. Yeah. And that's a really good, uh, right into our next question here. And I feel like I'm developing a, not a complex, but I'm developing like, uh, a something. And, uh, Pinnacle underscore C10 asks, why do you hate C10s so much?
0: <laughs> me and me and him talk quite a bit. He so he's his truck is the one that was at rolling in the red yeah, rocks. It's the blue one, like the patina blue one. Yeah, we yeah. He, he,
1: we talk all the time too. He he's always sending me updates, you know, on on all the stuff he's got going on with his interior, yeah, 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 which yeah. is great. I love it. You know, thank you for for messaging me all that stuff. It's so cool. It's just it's just funny that I'm developing a complex. I'm yeah. developing this <laughs> complex of hating billet wheels and C10s, which I hate
0: neither. I like them both very much. <laughs> But it's fun to keep that going. So yeah. Frank's next build will be a C10 on Billet oh, Wheels dude. Body Drops. Yeah. <laughs> with mm-hmm. the LS engine with in
1: an it. LS engine in it on AccuAir. <laughs> Just driving it day. around
0: super mad all the yeah. time.
1: <laughs> that guy doesn't look like he's enjoying himself very much. Uh, no. <laughs> and there's that uh, there's that sound on like TikTok and stuff. And it's all like, have you ever seen uh, someone angry driving a, a lowered truck? That's going to be me. Like, why is he, that guy so angry? Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, no, I, I, I love C10s. I think they're cool. Um, I think the the complex is developing just because, you know, we've talked a lot about the C10 shows and about... Mm. And by the time this... Uh, ep- no, for sure, by the time this episode drops, my uh, C10 slowdown video have been, has been out for a while. And uh, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun, and I really like those trucks. I was... What I'm trying to find is, especially with, like, the C10 stuff, is my specific taste. And... Mm. Um, I noticed at the C10 slowdown, like, I was very attracted to the trucks that were more like, I guess, you know, air quotes, traditionally built where they're like, you know, on supreme wheels with white walls and like patina paint. And, you know, kind of not 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 like rat roddish rough around the edges, but, you know, not this like sleek, you know, modern looking hot rod. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm more I'm more I like more like the. Traditional type styles because I've, I've actually been in to traditional hot rodding for like a really long time yeah. You know, go, you know having the car lot and working on the car lot and growing up around many different types of cars I've always been attracted to like the traditional hot rodding and yeah. like stuff like um, the the uh, Viva Las Vegas show, you know where it's like a traditional hot rod only show And so I yeah. think that's why I was like if you watch the the c10 slowdown video You can kind of see like oh, yeah, this dude I can kind of see the taste that this guy likes yeah, so it's more of just a. Uh, we just poke fun at it. Hmm. It's more poking fun at ourselves, and I, and, and that's why I laugh. Ah. Like you know, developing this complex over you know billet wheels and C ten trucks. It's just it's just funny. You know, yeah. I think it's
0: hilarious. So the next one is from Jordan, no regrets in our underscore Jordan. Uh huh. With the badass red frontier. Yeah, yeah, I love that truck. It says if you guys could relive one show one show again for the first time, which one would it be? That's a good question.
1: That is a good question. Um, And I would say, now relive it without like knowing anything about it or knowing what we know now about it.
0: Probably knowing what we know now about it. Yeah, that makes more sense. You know what I mean? Because the question could also be like, what's your favorite first show? Because you're, yeah. but if you want to relive it, probably like if you had a time machine and you could be like, okay, I'm going to go back to this show and relive that experience
1: i I already know which two shows uh, I have two shows, and the first one is the Forbidden Fantasy Show. the very very first Forbidden fantasy show I went to. I didn't show my truck, and I've always kind of regretted that because it, the, i didn't I only had that truck at that time because I had by the time the next year came around uh, I had a different truck, and it was almost to a point you know i've I've talked a lot before about you know how many trucks I've had, and it was almost to a point where I was like taking a new truck to Forbidden every single year. And um, but I do regret going that first time because I was I was new to the scene like uh, this was in 2001, and so I had just got voted into my club the previous uh, January I think it was, so I'm brand new to my club, new to kind of going to big shows and stuff. So we went to the show and I left my truck in the parking lot. And then going in and experiencing that show for the first time and seeing all these amazing rides, I felt left out. I was like, I should have I brought my truck in. Mm-hmm. So that's one. And then the second one would be, you know, funny enough, that's it, the two things have in common. Because my first one would be Rezo. Because my very, very first show was a Rezo. It was Rezo into the 2000, 2001 year. And um, I did the same thing. I took my truck. I went into the show, into the truck. But the thing I didn't do was I didn't camp. Mm. I was only there for Saturday and I now regret that. Like I should have went in there and I should have like, you know, cause like brand new to the scene, what's a three day truck show. You guys intense out here. Like it sounded kind of absurd at the time, you know? Now, and now and, we miss it. And now, yeah, now we miss it. And we long for those days. And now I'm like, damn, I should have just stayed there and really experienced it. Now I uh, granted I did it the, the next year, you know, yeah. we camped and, you know, but to go back to those first two shows that I went to, I should have like
0: fully experienced them. Yeah. I would go back to my first rezo. And for the simple fact is I forgot all the details. Mm. You know, I remember it was at Lake Paris fairgrounds where we had the forbidden show where you went to the forbidden show for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, It was so much dirt. Like it wasn't like when you went to the forbidden show, it was the grounds were totally different. Most of the buildings weren't there. Um, and I didn't experience like the stage and I, and I, I was taking some of roulette's, um, VHS tapes and transferring them to digital. And, um, he was on the stage at those shows. What year was this? Mine was the 95 to 96. So Rezo always gets weird because it was always a, yeah, it was always in between. So do you, do you call... It was nineteen the year was nineteen ninety five, but and so was that Reso ninety five or was that Reso ninety six? Bob always consistently called it the next year. Okay, so my first truck run was Reso ninety six and I'd just gotten forbidden uh, in I think I wanna say like October of ninety five or something like that. So it was just a few months. And it was funny story is I lived in Marina Valley and I lived right off Paris Boulevard, which was right off of right where or the Lake Paris Fairgrounds was. Mm-hmm. So it was only 15 minutes from my house, but I drove 35 minutes the opposite direction to Corona to meet up with the club to drive 30 minutes back to <laughs> cruise cool. to Rezo. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you know, where now I would have been like, I'll just meet you guys there, yeah. you know, like because you just become complacent <laughs> as you well, get.
1: Well, no, yeah, yeah. But I mean, you're, you're, you're in your
0: first truck club. You're excited. Yeah, no, I totally yeah, get I that. I was like, so yeah, it was, uh, it was but I, I don't think I camped. I did show my truck because I remember Bob yelling at me because I was he was like, "How many mods <laughs> do you have on this truck?" And I was like, "I don't know. It's lowered. It's got wheels." He goes, "No mods." I was like, "What's a mod?" And he's like, "Oh, it's shaved door handles." And Ew, I was like, "Oh, I don't so have further. any of those." And he's like, "Get it.
1: Go in there." Everybody, I think <laughs> everybody has a, a Bob yelling at them about something story, and yeah. I have I have many.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I would go back to that show because I I just. I forgot the people that were in the club at the time. Like I, I remember certain bits and pieces about it, but I was Mm -hmm. just like, I maybe was a little overwhelmed that I didn't get the truck run experience. I just, I would have explored more. Yeah. I kind
1: of, that's another regret that I have about early on. Like, but you, 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 you were showing me all those uh, VHS, VHS tapes that you, have from over the years. I wish I would have done that more documented Mm, more mm. because like, I don't, I don't have a picture of my very first S10. Actually, I funny enough, uh, a while ago, I posted it on my Instagram. Someone sent me a picture of one of the very first shows that I went to with my S10. And if you zoom in, you can kind of see the front, but I never took a picture of like the whole thing. You know, I think because back then, like, you know, it wasn't like, you know, you snap it with your phone or even like a digital camera. It was like you would have to either use a disposable camera or a film camera and then go get it developed, you know. But I wish I would have done that more.
0: Yeah. And I wish I would have done a better job of it because I remember like looking at the some of the stuff. I didn't even get a lot of good stuff. I was just pointing the camera at girls most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) I have have some tapes because I'm like you go to these truck runs and you're just like overwhelmed with what's happening at these truck runs yeah. so i was pointing my camera at those things
1: yeah i know it's so funny you mentioned that because i was looking when oh when i was looking for uh the footage uh, of those old photo shoots that i did with jaime for that episode i found some old folders of like rezo like mid-2000s and i opened them up i'm like oh that's a lot of tits <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I thought that was funny that you mentioned that because it happened <laughs> just happened to me.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I guess yeah. when you're
1: when you're young and a young man out in the
0: scene, and you know things were different back then. They you know? were different. There was no, uh, there was no phones and stuff like that. So yeah. everyone was a little more free when it came to uh, yeah. showing oh, showing man. parts of their body. And you know what's funny is I missed that that time
1: capsule mm. of the crazy ones. Cause even when I got in, in the early two thousands, the old timers were talking about the old river runs. Cause they were mm. old river runs at that point. And they would tell me stories and I'm like, no way. <laughs> yeah. And then, but now, you know, 20 years later, I look at the the time when I was in there and I was like, yeah, things were way different. But I mean, I, but I just miss those
0: super crazy. Yeah. You were river about, runs. F- about, about five years, six years. Yeah. Behind, yeah, behind the thing because that's there was things were starting to kind of calm down. They really stopped when when cell phone cameras became a thing because yeah, and then we really didn't. I mean, the first like I didn't have like my very
1: first reliable cell phone camera probably until like 2010.
0: Yeah, so. Yeah, I don't know. Or the internet became a thing, you know, because MySpace was a thing. So you could yeah. go and, and upload your photos to social media. So you didn't necessarily yeah. need a cell phone camera, but you could take video and photos. And then That's really true. Because previous
1: but, and, to that, if you wanted to see any kind of like crazy, uh, and this is kind of preludes a future guests. If you ever wanted to see something really crazy, you'd go check out truckrun.net
0: or, or partypage.net. Partypage was the one. That was the OG one.
1: Who, who ran that? Because if Donald uh, ran,
0: ran Truck Run, who ran Party Page? I don't know. And ba- Jason Ballard would probably know. Yo, that's, um, yeah, that's a good yeah. person to ask. Jason, uh, but, can
1: you drop a, a comment in this, uh, in this video and let us know, please? Thank he's, you. He's not,
0: he's not listening. He's not, he's not watching. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it was someone, I want to say it was someone from like Art of Noise, SoCal, or something like that. Yeah. That
1: but yeah. that was the wild one. It like was. truck run, like Donald did some do like some wild photos, but it was mostly a lot of truck content yeah. and show coverage. But party page was exactly that in the title. It was the party stuff.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Party and I, you page know, I was I think a, it's still up. Is it?
1: I think so. As the last time I checked, I think it was still a thing. Partypage.net. Yeah. I remember, you know, it's so funny. I remember uh <laughs> I remember making this joke many years ago. There was a girl in our club who a little wild out there. Ended up on PartyPage.net and I and we joked with her like, yeah, when you're, you know, your kids come across this in the future, I think that's a real thing because I think it's still around.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because if you go to TruckRun.net, I don't know what his oldest shows are, but um, those people you, have, those I people know for can sure. Tw- those people can have 23-year-old children right now yeah, or, like older. Blo- or adults, you know? Like yeah, because
1: so. no, for real, I think Donald still has shows and stuff from the early 2000s oh he does because every
0: it. time i go i need to reference something i'll go to his page
1: yeah mm, well <laughs> now now everybody listening is like wait a minute what did i do at rezo 2003 well that's what i <laughs>
0: like those those vhs videos i have i i'm looking at people and i'm like i want to know where that person's at mm-hmm. and i've even gone to um, uh to message people like um, I was riding in Mike Quigley from No Regrets mm-hmm. when he was in Forbidden. I was riding in his truck around Spring Splash 1998. And someone came up to the truck and pulled their shirt down. <laughs> and I got it on video and I sent a screen cap to Mike. And I go, You remember this? And he goes, Who the heck is that? <laughs> and then I go, And then I screen cap the the girl's face and i go it was her and he goes i still talk to her
1: no way yeah yeah <laughs> and he, then he would send me back if <laughs> he goes awesome. i just said
0: i he goes i just sent this to her <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome yeah. did he would say what
0: her response was yeah yeah she said to be young again or something like yeah. that. yeah you know, maybe like,
1: you know a lot of it that's i mean that's what it is yeah to be young again um you know, kind of. Wait, what question are we on? Oh, the relive There's, thing. Yeah. Oh, you know, it's another one that I would totally relive now that it, now that we're kind of like getting into the nostalgia of it and talking ourselves through it.
0: Freak Fest. I never went. You never would do that. I never went, man. That's why we're. Oh my gosh. If we want to talk about shows that you could go that you missed and could go to, I never went to that, and and it was wild, wild. They did it, it
1: for two years, maybe three, but I remember two specifically. And if I was ever to kind of like relive those old uh, river run shows, I think that's the closest thing that's, you would that's, come to. It. It, it, was to yeah, it was wild. I mean, it was like, um, and I won't get into like the real graphic details about it, but it was like lawlessness. Mm. <laughs> it was like complete lawlessness. And uh, I mean, people riding around on minibikes. It was at the Famosa uh, Raceway in Bakersfield. Yeah. And they had a minibike track. So everybody brought their little mini dirt bikes and people are like going wild, jumping like over cars. And there's like all the other graphic stuff going on as well. But that's one thing that stuck out in my mind is this complete lawlessness and mini bikes jumping over cars. Yeah, (laughs) it was crazy. Actually, you know what? Um, I have all my my mini truck DVDs up on the shelf. I had a freak fest one. I don't know where it is, but they made like a DVD.
0: uh, Low Life Mike did that.
1: Oh he did? Oh mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, I got he that made a somewhere. I gotta form. find that.
0: They had a third one and it was at Orange Show Fairgrounds in San Bernardino. Oh I
1: do remember that. And it was sort of mixed with the whole like uh cannabis cup thing.
0: Yeah, but it was so the <laughs> that there that, that, that freak fest is a is a is a weird mm-hmm. has a weird history to it. But it the does. Guy, the guy basically was gonna throw a third one in Bakersfield. They couldn't do it, but he took it but he had all the, everyone's money. Uh-huh. And um so he threw the one in Orange County or Orange Show Fairgrounds in San Bernardino yeah. and honored everyone's pre reg to go to that one. And then I was,
1: I think I, I did. Now that you mentioned, it, I did go to that one too. So I went to all three of them.
0: Yeah. So do you remember that everyone left the promoters and everyone left on, yep. in the middle of the night? And then yep. it was, I remember on one like X1039, there were supposed to be bands playing. And on X1039, I was like, oh, we don't even know what happened. These <laughs> yeah. like they canceled or something happened. But I, I guess it was just like a, um, I didn't go, but I remember when a couple of our members went and they said that there was just a DJ tent and yeah. that people were pulling their trucks into the DJ yeah. tent and there was just like no one in there.
1: It was like one of those, um, like, you know how the Indian casinos had those like, uh, canvas buildings. Mm-hmm. It was like one of those. Yeah, I do. I remember. Yeah. I remember exactly that. That's yeah. Funny. So that's another one. Freak, freak fest. Anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> back on track here. Yeah. Uh, that was a good one. Thanks. Thanks Jordan. That was, that was a good one. Thank you. Um, don't uh poised underscore bodied NBS. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Mike Myers. Name. Mike Myers, yeah, there, thanks. Sorry, Mike.
0: <laughs> I won't uh, yeah. forget your name, Mike.
1: Yeah, uh, so his he's got a question here it says, Will Frank commit and drive the Forerunner once a week? Yes, I will eventually. <laughs> right now, it's got a little gas tank issue that I'm trying to work out. Um, without going into great detail about it, uh, I had it smogged and in California having an older vehicle and then for some reason I am always the lucky one in every single one of the cars that I need a smogger gold star. So like I have to take it to a gold star station. You guys could google that and look it up. Um they have to they have to pressurize the tank. And I think when they pressurize the tank they blew off like a vent valve or something and so now it's like dumping gas everywhere so I got to figure that out. But uh, that's right. Once I do figure it out, you know, after talking with Jaime and, um, you know, you know what, what's really sticks out in my mind from that conversation, I've been thinking about it actually, since, uh, we, we did that episode, he's all, you know, just drive, just go, go get lunch, go mm-hmm. drive it to the store to do something. I'm like, I'm going to do that.
0: Yeah. So I, yes. I would, yeah. I remember driving the frontier that I had though, the Ryan's old one from no regrets and then Chad bought it. And then I got oh, it. Oh, the, the blue and bought, silver one. Yeah. The, yeah. I remember just, I used to just drive that to the grocery store. It was so cool.
1: yeah because that's what like you were saying uh, i think in the last episode we just did that you're just looking for that like this just like what the you know what i mean
0: people see you coming out with groceries and then they like they see the truck and then they start to tie the person like is that person walking to the truck oh he is Mm -hmm. he's about groceries putting them in the tanu cover had a button on the thing so it would lift up so i would just like and it would lift up put the groceries and it would come back down and then i'd get in and air out and people were like yeah, that's awesome. Uh, that's really cool. So, you so should, yeah, you.
1: I am. I'm definitely gonna do that. I'm. I'm gonna make that commitment. All uh, right. All right.
0: This is. Uh. This one's about me. You, oh, <laughs> that one is about you. Go ahead. Uh, my buddy Kalakis Car Club. Chuko. Chuko. Yes. Uh, when was the last time Brian bought a pair of pants? I know what he's talking about too, because. Uh low key,
1: like uh, when I was showing my kids when I fell out of the chair and you lean back and laugh, my kids like, why is Brian wearing pajamas? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Are you wearing pajamas right now? My pajama shorts. Yeah. That's because they're, I call these my work pants. Yeah I, yeah. I knew that because I work from home and I don't have to leave my house ever. My wife works at a grocery store. So when we need groceries, funny enough, we do go grocery shopping quite a bit, even though she works at a grocery store. Uh huh. Um, Yes, Chelsea will be like, "Do you need anything before I come home?" And I'm like, "Yeah, this, this, and this." And she leaves her grocery store, stops at the other grocery store on the way home, and gets it. That's funny. Yeah. What does that like, say about Chelsea's grocery store? She just, she's just like, <laughs> I just want to get out of here. I just want to go home. <laughs>
1: well, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because I mean, if you've been there for like you know twelve hours, you're just like, yeah. I don't want to be here anymore.
0: Well, yeah, I get that. And I also only wear shorts because of where I live. There's well, a very a few occasions where I have to wear pants. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So. But I did. I bought like five pairs of pants because they were on sale at this Dickies outlet um, last year or something. That's the last time I bought a pair of pants. And to kind of like put myself out there a little bit,
1: I'm the complete opposite. I only wear pants. Yeah. And people have made that comment before, like, especially like our Canadian guys, they love pointing out the fact that I only wear pants. Like you catch me at a show, I'm wearing pants. It could be 110 and I'll wear a tank top, but I'm wearing pants.
0: Now, why can't you just wear a pair of
1: Dickies shorts? I'll tell you why. I don't know. <laughs> I used to wear Dickie shorts all the time, you know, growing up in Southern California. You know, that's the uniform. You let's know, get, Frank, let's get Frank,
0: let's get Frank into some dicky shorts this at, at the one of the shows coming up. We're going to get yeah, you I into know. some dicky shorts.
1: Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, but I, I'm I not bet... supposed to wear shorts. We hung out at the beach like a few yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, but that's the beach. You can't wear pants at the beach.
0: So er, uh, here's a little funny story about our our friend Ernie Macias. Uh-huh. Ernie Macias when when I first met him would never wear shorts. And Finally, one day we went to the river and he finally wore us some shorts because it was uh-huh. just me and Ernie and our friend Denny and Nick. Right. And we got in the boat and Ernie wore shorts and he was like, man, I feel this is really. I like this. And then <laughs> if you see saw modern day Ernie, he always wore shorts. So hmm. I bet if we can get Frank into some shorts, some some Dickie shorts at the show and break his pants thing, I bet you'll wear shorts a lot more.
1: Maybe. Maybe I'll give it a
0: try. Let's do I it. don't know,
1: but like I said, I don't have any particular re Like, I'm I, well, not like I, you're at these hot maybe shows. subconsciously. Maybe I think subconsciously subconsciously I it's subconsciously because it's a
0: lot cooler when you wear shorts. Like, not cool visually, but cooler weather-wise. But I don't mind being hot. That's the thing. Is like I don't I don't uh, care if dis- I'm hot or not. That's gross. Hmm?
1: And I also wear like my socks pulled up like almost to my knees too. So
0: <laughs> All right, well I'm the same way. Like my um, my socks are not pulled up to my knees, but I don't wear short socks. I can't wear those like ankle socks i have yeah. to wear and i, I wear white wear those i wear white socks i don't wear black socks because i
1: i don't know i'm the other way so like i only wear black socks and now all of our listeners are like okay
0: <laughs> we're working through our problems here
1: we're working through our problems and they're not they really like,
0: problems but they're just uh um, he has a fear of flying shorts, shorts. <laughs> just brian brian just wears pajamas all the time <laughs> Yeah. And, and I do. And, and actually, these pajama shorts that I'm wearing, you could I could go to the store and you couldn't even tell. Yeah, but I, yeah, have not, like... I have not gone to the Walmart in pajama pants, though. I have not stopped that, stooped that low. I will check. Yeah,
1: that's, that's problematic right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, your shorts definitely like, do look like those old school, like, you know, the ones you used to get, like, the indoor swap meet? Like all the yeah, Cholos but... used to wear them?
0: Like these yeah, like yeah. those. <laughs> so yeah, those are just normal shorts. They're just normal <laughs> shorts, and they're very, very comfortable. But I know, I think I was wearing the day you fell. I was probably wearing my like. Uh, was I wearing these? I don't know. I can't or- remember. All I know, all I know is like b- my kids
1: were like laughing so hard at me falling, and then my little one goes, "Why is Brian wearing pajamas?" <laughs> it's my work uniform. <laughs> it's your, it's your work uniform. Just going.
0: So if, if anyone out there has questions, if you're out there and you're listening. And you're like, oh, I have a question based on that. Uh, just send it to the drop Instagram, mm-hmm. and we will uh, we'll, we'll document it away for when we when we do these. Yeah, yeah. Um, we
1: we always like yeah. Even if we're not like, I put it out on Instagram like we're doing a, a questions and ab- answers episode. That's not only just strictly that thing. Just whenever you think of it, drop yeah. us. Send a it to
0: us, and we'll uh, we'll we'll document it. But the, go ahead with the next one.
1: Okay, we got uh, B underscore Miller. Time says. Uh, do you like the old way of having classes at shows? Oh, I see. Uh, I'm sorry. Let me start again. Do you like the old way of having classes at shows or the new top 10 style of judging? Now, you being a show promoter, I'm pretty sure you got some, some pretty good opinions on this.
0: Yeah, because I think it, there's, there's the opinion of the show promoter and then there's the opinion of the show goer. Mm-hmm. And as a show promoter, the top classes are way better. Um, two reasons. When, when we used to start at the Forbidden Show, we did classes. Everyone did classes, you know, um mini truck stock mild wild or street mild wild, first through third, full size truck stock mild wild, compact car stock mild well the problem was started happening is mini trucks net were starting to get bigger. Hmm. So if you had like a say like a, a hard body and then a Dakota pulled in or a uh Colorado. Colorado. Yeah. So is that is Colorado still a mini truck? So mm-hmm. then they people created mid sized truck classes. <clears throat> And then cars were the same way. So you had Honda Civics and you had a full size car, you know, but then you started having Honda Accords, which is still technically like a compact car. And I don't know. It just got to a point where like you either created a million classes or you now you just do the top whatever 75. So Forbidden Fantasy, our show does top 75 and we do like 20 best ofs. Is it like a uh also like a financial thing? So rather than having like 300 trophies, you just have 50 or 100? No, because depending on the size of your show, I mean, yeah, I guess it could you could look at it that way, but that's why we have um so many best ofs. So if you have a smaller show, you can have five best ofs. If you have a bigger show, you can have more best ofs. So you're still spending, you know, quite a bit of amounts, but it's just I don't want to say it makes it easier, but it just makes it more efficient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I could see that.
1: So this is like taking three hours to do, you know, trophies.
0: Yeah. And, and, um, I think as a show goer, the classes were definitely better.
1: So from my perspective as being a show goer for so long, um, I guess it, my, my perspective has really evolved over the years because when I first started getting into it, yeah, I was very hungry. Like you know, you 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 want that validation. I don't know what it, whatever you want to call it, but yeah, I, I wanted that. So like, you were hoping that you could at least get a third in your class, or you know, first or se- first or second would be great. But you just get some sort of acknowledgement. But as time went on, and this this is me personally, as I I kind of like lost interest in getting trophies. Like, mm. you know, it just became less and less. And I don't want to sound like pretentious or anything. Like one of those dudes, like it's not about the trophies because yeah, it is about the trophies because. Yeah if you didn't have the trophies, then you, why is the point of having the show? So I understand the importance of them. So I'm not coming at from a perspective. Like I'm like downplaying the uh, value of a trophy They're They're still, you know, valuable in the, in their own respect. But for me personally, I just sort of like lost interest in them and it came down. I
0: I could see like neither of us have show trucks. Yeah. This goes back so if you're like a true on a competing level. Oh that okay, I see. Like so like uh Eddie Gordy, he's got the white cookies and cream Mazda and he oh, takes yeah. it basically to every show. Mm-hmm. Like he competes. He takes it like on a lowrider level. Yeah. Yeah. He was just at a like, low rider show last weekend. Yeah, he's these at a show every weekend, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so he built his truck to compete. So when it comes to classes, like I can see on a competing level, because you want to compete with the with your with people building the same mm-hmm. style of truck as you so if you build a tacoma you want to compete with another mini truck or if you build a full size you want to compete with another full size so that's not for me to say what because i'm just never going to be that person right but on a competitive level classes are way better yeah because no, that makes a, top, a lot of sense yeah because on a top 75 you're just competing with everyone at the show so now another
1: question would be so I kind of like mentioned like a, a a cost effectiveness thing where like you're not mm. buying 300 trophies you're buying like 75 or whatever. Um <clears throat> I wonder if also that translates to like quality of trophies because now instead of buying like you know 2 or 300 you know those like column trophies for to to fill these classes now you can maybe invest that same amount of money into having 75 really badass trophies and the ones that I'm thinking about in
0: particular is LST like those Are pieces of like art you know so that's a whole different subject so even when you have classes you're still gonna have about the same amount of trophies
1: oh okay
0: you know what i mean so you have 75 trophies if you have 10 classes with three first through third it's only 30 trophies yeah no you're right they're really the amount of trophies isn't and you can still have real high quality top 75s you know that's Mm -hmm. what so yeah that 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 really kind of just comes down to how many total trophies you're going to have it
1: Yeah. And that's another
0: thing. One thing that I do enjoy when I get trophies
1: is uh, and I'm like looking at them right now because they're in my office all set up. I really enjoy when um, there's a lot of like and talking about those LST ones, those billet ones, like when they when people get creative and there's a line. Now, I'm going to say two things about that. I'm going to say two things. One Mm. is getting really creative and coming up with like LST type type billet machine. Awesome looking trophies to where, you know. I, I always refer to it as like something you would like put on display in your house. not yeah. just some, like, not like a little column trophy with first place on it, but like something really nice that you put in your house. So I really like it when shows can get creative. but the line that I'm talking about I, and I kind of know I kind of see that you understand what I'm saying, is when it gets a little too crazy and then you <laughs> yeah. start getting these like you know contraptions with like parts yeah. welded on it and it gets uh, one
0: nobody wants to take a break drum home with them.
1: Let me tell you a funny story that happened. Uh, it was at a show, I guess I'll say which one. So it was at Chubbs a few years ago, but I won't name names. Uh, so go, it comes down to the long distance trophy. And I know you've dealt with that in its own regard, but I'm going to talk about this one in particular. So it comes down to the long distance trophy. And there's a group of three guys standing there and they are measuring down to the foot because they were all from the same area so they're all getting into the mud about you know well i'm six stoplights away and you're four stoplights away so they finally figure it out and the, and uh freaks the guys put on the show like okay we could we figured it out here's your trophy and they pull out a full size 24 inch alcoa wheel <laughs> and say here you go <laughs> and i remember laughing so hard i'm like there these guys are you know, fighting over this trophy, and now they have to haul drive. They all, the, all of them, drove mini trucks, and they drove their mini trucks to the show. So now they have to haul this twenty four inch Alcoa wheel home.
0: <laughs> oh my god, it was funny. It was hilarious. Yeah, I remember there was a show we went to, and it was like all car parts, and they welded them all together. And yeah, I'm like, so, but I, I respect. I, I respect. I respect the attempt, but because yeah. there's two different kinds of trophies, and like there's like the LST trophies where they. They're almost like an Oscar, yeah. Right. So yeah, it doesn't matter it. what year you win an LST yes. trophy. If you walk into a shop and you see that trophy, you know it's from LST and you yeah. know it's prestigious. Where like the Forbidden Show, we utilize we 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 utilize our artwork because mm-hmm. our artwork is always very unique and special to the event. Mm-hmm. So we use that for our our trophies. Yeah, you know. So, um, but yeah, no, that's, that's just, cool. That's a really yeah. good way to put it. I like that. A prestigious like. An LST award
1: is a prestigious award. And I do like, uh, you know, the point in time when shows, like you were saying, like uh, with the Forbidden Fantasy show, incorporating the art into all the trophies, you know, and especially like, you know, and again, I'm like looking at all the trophies, like all the acrylic trophies. And our friend Doug makes a lot of them. But I like that. I think they're cool. I think they're interesting. Mm -hmm. You know, it's something that you can display with nice art on it. Mm -hmm. And and it becomes like a a thing, like either like, I don't know, a conversation piece or whatever.
0: There's... If Doug, if I can ever get Doug, if you're listening to this, Doug, I'm gonna call you after this episode because I've been trying to get you to make me some trophies. Oh, some grinder TV choice. For trophies. a long, <clears throat> yeah. So, I'm gonna make a trophy that's essentially this. It's just gonna say Grinder TV Choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I might put this show that it's for, but I might just get a bunch of these awards, and they're gonna be the same thing. So if I see you at a show, I can just hand it to you. Well, how do you feel about like,
1: uh, there are some shows who re- kind of rely heavy on that, like sponsored trophies, like each, each trophy is like presented by, Oh we, yeah. We do that with our show. We do. we? I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: I've said before in episodes, I've, for our, our hardcore listeners who listen to everything that we say, I have said before that when it comes to the show, I, I kind of going, like, oh, Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah so like um all of our like if you listen to the uh, trophy awards it's like um best mini truck brought to you by um mm, uh, mm-hmm. battle and bama or brought to you by whatever shop um it just helps offset the cost of the awards yeah, yeah. for the show promoter and then it just it just makes the um like if grinder tv sponsored best mini truck at mini nats like I feel like I'm helping the event, and I'm also like, oh, like it attaches my name to the mini, the best mini truck at that show. Yeah,
1: for sure. It, I think know. that. I, yeah, no, I agree. Like, I think I do. My opinion is, I think it's cool because it allows, like you said, it it allows certain companies to really kind of like hone in into their particular thing that they do. Yeah.
0: No, that's cool. yeah. And we should we should talk about that one day, like on a, We could get more deep into awards, trophies, and judging because there's so many different variables to different events and the way they judge and ha- some take it more serious and and some don't and i can talk about how we do our show and mm-hmm. how we used to and how we do it now and why we do it the way we do it now so maybe we'll jump into that on a, another episode
1: yeah right right the, hold on let's, let's write that down <laughs> <laughs> uh put a pin in that all right um all right. <clears throat> okay uh moving on so that was a great question thanks b underscore miller time that was a great question. Uh, so we have, uh, this is another great question. Nando559 underscore. He asks, uh, process and time it took for you guys to become full club members. Now, we we look at this from two different perspectives because you've been in the club for a
0: long, long time. So it's funny because it took me three meetings and uh, three modifications. That's so how it was back, in my first club, too. Yeah. So I think that was kind of a, a common theme when in clubs, except at least in the 90s. Yeah. Um, I, had, we had weekly meetings, so they're every Saturday night. So you had to go to three and then you had to, you had to have three mods. And back in the day, a mod in our club was like tinted windows. That's just, you're describing yeah. that last club I That's was big, in, like to a team. Well, you're right. I think maybe it was like a, uh, 90s was, thing. Yeah. It was like, in a very SoCal mini truck council, all mm-hmm. those clubs that oh, were in it. Yeah. They, they, cause they kind of like, oh, I'm going to start a club and you were either in a club prior or you asked for the rules of another club or asked questions of another club. And so everything was very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, we didn't really start to get more serious about it until we had a bunch of yahoos in the club and we were like, no, we need to, That's we need to vet, we need to vet these guys a little bit more.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. And it's so funny because that's exactly what happened in my old club, too, is I got into my well, I mean, when, the truck that I had at the time to get into my first club was already pretty custom. It was a bagged S10 fully shaved, like the whole back end was molded. So, you know, but yeah, uh, there was a lot of people in our club and it got to a point where it's problematic when you're like a guy rolls in and he's like, hey, I got this uh, this Dodge Neon with tinted windows, aftermarket, like kind of cheesy wheels and a stereo. And by stereo I mean it's got a deck in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah, so we we went through the same evolution and you know, we had to like hone it down and say, Okay, well, you know, three events, well, they need yeah, we got into a whole thing about it.
0: Yeah. But, but um but no, so that was what year was what you you got in Forbidden Forbidden ninety eight, you said? No, I got in Forbidden in nineteen eighty five. And I be I became president of Forbidden Fantasy in nineteen ninety eight. Oh, okay. And then we started really I started kind of taking things more serious in like the early two thousands and throughout that time just started to really like, no, I want to make this club something I want to be a part of forever. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not just right now. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Cause, and now fast forward to when I got, when I petitioned, so I petitioned in the summer of 2014 Mm-hmm. And I got voted in. At, I, I started petitioning at Summer Madness in 2014 and got voted in at Summer Madness in 2015. And mm-hmm. by that time, it was, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was like one, you had to have at least a vehicle that was bagged, like had to be bagged.
0: Um, and then it was like a year process, like you had to hang out for a year. Yeah, yeah. so the minimum amount of time when you when, you, when, the, when a member comes up and says, I want to be in your club. Um, they you They have to officially start petitioning, and from that official petition point to the minimum amount of time they have to get voted in is a year. Mm-hmm. You know, it could vary by a couple weeks or whatever, depending on the event. But there's been people that have been petitioning this club for multiple years.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. There, you know, that's not a cut and dry thing
0: either. No, it's 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 when it's when the club feels you're ready. Because um, when you're when you start petitioning, yeah, the rules of our club is you have to have air suspension um, and or a case by case scenario. Cause we are getting to the point where like, if you have a really cool classic mini truck, that's just static drops. Mm. That could become a thing. Be, mm-hmm. be in the club. You know what I mean? But um, the, yeah, the rules are, uh, we call them the 10 commandments. I've never so heard of we, this. You've never heard of this? No, I've never heard of this. this is the first time I'm hearing it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just a thing shared amongst the presidents of the club. Oh, more than, oh. Cause we do have a a, a group. A separate group uh-huh. of, of just club presidents, like chapter heads. And uh, maybe it's not a... It's been so long <laughs> since we've had like an actual club meeting. You can go on. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we have the Ten Commandments and it's essentially... <laughs> the. Te- you want to give me a second? I'll pull mm-hmm. them up. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, I pulled them up. Um, I'm going to read them real quick. Yeah. This any, is any... all brand new news to me. <laughs> yeah, We obviously don't share the rules of our club with our club members. But I think, again, this is this is more like for chapters like when um, and just just this is more of like a reference. We really don't have a lot of rules in this club, but these are the rules. Just Mm -hmm. for an example, Um, all trucks must lay at least frame unless they're lifted. If a lift, if they're lifted, they must be like pretty badass, not just some three inch bolt on kit. So that's exactly what this says actually so (laughs) like uh, literally yeah lifted trucks are case by case you know we don't get a lot of lifted stuff in the club at all so um cars must lay as low as possible some cars lay lower than others and that's fine uh there are vehicles such as hot rods and older cars that we will assess on a case-by-case basis all vehicles that are under construction are fine as long as they are being worked on um Shady bodywork, rust, and just plain laziness will need to be addressed before the vehicle is voted in. Uh, Potential members must petition the club for a minimum of one year. The prospect must attend a meeting and confirm they are starting their petitioning process. This is a minimum period, and some will need to go longer. Um, At the time time of being voted in, the petitioner's vehicle must meet all club criteria. So we've had issues where people tried to get in like voted in and their truck is still like in pieces or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Each chapter can have apparel made, but it must be approved before it's finalized, which goes through me. Um, Each chapter can have a pair or our club jackets are for full members. Only this includes wives, husbands, children, forbidden fantasy. Logos must be either 18 inch or 36 inch in width, unless for some reason they need to be different. Uh, Logos should never be put on a stock vehicle. Uh, these rules apply to all Forbidden Fantasy chapters. At no time can any chapter make up their own rules and stray from these. Uh, and last but not least, Forbidden Fantasy is a custom truck club and car club first and foremost. Family and work come before the club at all times. But if you absolutely cannot make it to any events or meetings, you need not to petition. There are mm-hmm. always cases. There's always cases where things are different, and in these cases, we will we as presidents can discuss and make a decision. So yeah, these are pretty much. Just for the the guidelines of each chapter president to kind of take into consideration they're not yeah. really not not much set in stone but when it comes to the petitioning process it's it's a it's a long one because you can find find out a lot about a person in a year's time
1: yeah no that's a yeah that's a good point I can't remember towards the uh, the end of being in my old club what what it was you know I, I can't remember but you know, it's it's good to have a simple set. It, it, that's very simple. Like you, the Ten Commandments, it's very simple. Like you just go by those. And in my old club, and I'm not, you know, bringing up their stuff. Or I mean, club doesn't exist anymore. But we used to do these things. Uh, we used to have bylaws. And, and uh, we'd have mm. this, like, you know, with, with chapters in the bylaws and, like, mm. bullet points. So what we would do is every once a year we would sit down and, and decide if we needed to make revisions. Mm. That was the longest thing yeah. in the world it would take hours and hours and discussion and arguments and it, got, it just became to the point where it's just like it wasn't fun it was just a bunch of people sitting around yeah. for well, hours we did arguing. the same
0: we did the same thing every year we would actually so we back in the day we had president vice president sergeant of arms
1: mm-hmm.
0: we had five sergeant or one sergeant of arms per 10 members so we had a five sergeant of arms a master sergeant of arms, a secretary a historian I think all clubs did this. Yeah, my my old club did exactly yeah, what my club did. Yeah, this is just it was just like a thing, and uh, we had a big set of bylaws. In fact, at the club twenty five year party mm-hmm. at the AVI, I had the OG bylaws. Oh, I remember out. that. Yeah, so we had this packet of bylaws that you know all these rules, and I remember, at, I remember just writing these rules. I'm like, no, we need to get rid of these and just have these because it's just a simple like everything's changed. Mm-hmm. We can't go by these old rules anymore. But with the same thing. Every year we'd vote on different officers. Yeah. Do do this. And it was it was a lot of fun though. You know It was. Like, yeah. It, it like now we just don't have the time for it every but back then when you're eighteen, nineteen, twenty years old, mm-hmm. man, it was it felt like you were a part of like this uh special organization. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like,
1: for sure. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I totally get that. do, do you think um I mean, look, the Forbidden Fantasy is we're coming up on our 30th anniversary. Mm. So the club's been around for 30 years. And I was thinking about this. Like most of our members, average, have been in the club for 10 years, if you think about it. Like there's, theres I mean, I'm coming up on my, uh, I think I'm coming up on my eighth year being in the club. Seventh, seventh or eighth year being in the mm. club. Um, and everybody who's in the club has been there before me you know that we don't have too many new members i mean yeah we have a few but but not too many and um so it's just like what do you think created that longevity like i was thinking about this like what do you think kept it kept it all together for
0: so long simplicity Mm -hmm. everyone like um if you look at the clubs that have been around the longest i learned this from negative camber courtney hollowell um it's just simplicity you know, like if you make too many rules, this is supposed to be a fun thing that you do on the weekends to escape your, from your work. You don't want to go from work right into work,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know? So it's just a fun thing. It's all it is. It's about the trucks and it's about getting together. And if you make too many rules, it's not going to work. You know what? And that's exactly was a downfall of
1: my last club. I mean, I left before it completely, you know, folded, but towards the end, that's what it was, you know, mm-hmm. it was, you know, going to a meeting every week. And we would, you know, we had this very rigid schedule of the meetings and we would, you know, take rigorous notes and and uh, I forget what we called them at the time. What are they called? Um, uh, I don't know. Notes, right?
0: Minutes. 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 There there you go. Minutes.
1: Yeah. We take these rigorous minutes and then we'd, you know, uh, talk about who owed dues and who didn't owe dues. And there'd be this whole ledger of, you know, and I think, yeah, I think that's what did it. I think people. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. They were just getting tired of it being like another job. Yeah, it was a great, great way to put it.
0: Yeah. And the way that I live my life is very simple. Yeah. So I don't want to be, I don't know. I just like easygoing things. I don't, I don't, it's not very difficult, you know? And that's why I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, if there's a car show, you go to the car show. If you're, if you have a truck, you know what I mean? Like build a truck, have fun, have a good time, you know? And that's why, and
1: that's why I think I, I flourish so well in this club too, because you know, um, I've said this before in, in previous episodes where like I talk about being in a small club in a small town comes with those, those type of problems and being in a bigger club that's so spread out. Like we don't, I mean, yeah, there's little issues here and there, but we don't have Mm -hmm. those problems. We're able to like, and especially be me, me being so remote from most of the, the SoCal chapter guys, like we can go live our lives completely separate and then come together and have a really, really great time and then go right back out, you know? And like, all of our members wear all of all the shirts and hats and jackets with with all with, with a lot of pride. I do too. Like I always wear forbidden shirts, mm-hmm. you know? And I think I, it's kind of funny cuz I think about this like, you know, I'm very, when I wear a forbidden shirt, I'm very, like I'm very proud of that to have like the 3 Fs across the front and the full logo on the back. But then I think about like people who don't know about anything and they see that they're like, what's going on here?
0: <laughs> I remember For one forbidden. time in fantasy we used to have a um like a 32 foot enclosed trailer, a club trailer that we purchased. Mm-hmm. And it was a 32 foot box and on both sides, the logo was like 16 feet long <laughs> all the way to the, from roof to bottom it said forbidden fantasy on it. And I remember we pulled up somewhere and someone was like, Oh, what, um, whose is that trailer or whose trailer is that? I was like, Oh, it's me and my partners. Mm-hmm. And Jamie hops out of the truck. And I was like, that didn't sound very good. Oh. Me and my partner.
1: <laughs> I see what you're saying. Forbidden
0: fantasy. Forbidden fantasy. <laughs> and my that's me and my partner and Jamie hops out. Hey guys. And yeah.
1: I'm like, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder about that sometimes too. But yeah, I, I was just making the point that like everybody in the club and every in, in a lot of different clubs, like we were just you know our are hanging out with Jaime. Like Jaime is proud to be in No Regrets. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has it blasts on the back of his head, and it's just so cool that when you see people like that you know who are who are yeah. so me, so proud of it
0: me and ernie had a very similar outlook on truck clubs mm-hmm. and um and i think that's why everything ties together with no regrets and forbidden so much uh, but what the funny when when ernie was in forbidden fantasy he was my vice president one time mm-hmm. um and we bumped heads and he ended up you know leaving but he took our bylaws scratched out forbidden fantasy and just wrote no regrets under it in pen (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's funny that's funny that's really funny it was um but yeah like that and i mean even severed had their 30 year yeah they just had their 30 year last week i remember i remember talking to chad lucas um i think it was at a no regrets party at lake paris uh lake that actual lake paris Mm -hmm. and um they used to have like get-togethers, camping style, and I remember talking to Chad Lucas, who was in Severed Ties, um, and I said, "Man, this was 2000. This had to have been 2008, seven, 9, something like that." Mm-hmm. And I and I was like, "Man, where do you think this is all going? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like all the like, where do you think it's going to go? Where do you think we're going to be in 20 years and 30 years? We know we're going to be old men. We know we're going to be." dads and grandfathers and all this stuff i said but where are, where's the mini truck stuff gonna fit in mm-hmm. you know and i think i always thought about that so much and i still want it to fit in when i'm older i don't want it to be like i got out and those those were fun times mm-hmm. you know what i mean i still want it to be a part of yeah that's, my, my life moving forward
1: that's the way i look at it and it's kind of it's kind of funny and i'll give you a little bit of insight into myself um so my my granddad was a, a freemason and he mm-hmm. uh, was involved with the Freemasons and he was really involved with the the Shriners here in SoCal. And so I always saw that and I was like, man, that is so cool. And then, you know, I got into it and I, I always like admired clubs and stuff and I knew I was going to get into a club. So I got into a club and um, I was always like trying to like chase that or try to do that. Like, I always thought I was going to be like a Freemason or like a Shriner or it'd be like some part of some fraternity. I was actually, I was actually a part of one and I won't disclose which one, but I was actually a part of one. Um, and I realized, and I and being in this group. I realized like, this is not my jam like this is not me so i got out of it but then i realized and it took me a long time to realize this is it this is what i was looking for yeah you know my my granddad was a freemason and 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 he fit into that but this is what does that for me that fills yeah. that that and, and, and it's not a fraternal thing, like men only kind of thing. I'm not saying it in that capacity. It's yeah. just you're finding this group of people that you fit in with. And the cool part about this is that like if you're a Freemason, then like that's it. That's all you can be. You don't really go hang out with like, you know, other like a Moose Lodge or something like that. But with us being in this club, we're still part of an even bigger group of people, which is the scene, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what I love. And that's what I've said this before. That's what always keeps me going back is being yeah. a part
0: of this thing, you know? Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, uh, that's a good, that's a good wrap on that. Yeah, no, I that really was like a good that. one. Um, you want to keep going? We got one more. Yeah, let's go. Let's, that's, that's let's finalize it with the last one. All what right. Is it? Okay. This
1: is, it's kind of long. Okay. So bear with me. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to read to you. So I got this actually on my personal Instagram, which again, if you're watching and listening, please go to the drop the the drop of Frank and Brian, all one word on Instagram, drop messages there. It's much easier. That way we can just, you know, put them all together. But this one was actually on my personal Instagram. And this is from um, a dude named Ryan de Hawaiian, which now I realize that rhymes. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Ryan. Ryan Da Hawaiian. And uh, he says... I have a 98 single cab Tacoma. I have a one UZ for it already and plan to swap it soon. I also plan on doing coilovers front and rear also. Can I consider it a mini truck or is it a sport truck? Where are the lines between the two? Uh, So in your opinions, what separates the two different classifications? In the big picture, I literally enjoy almost every type of automotive genre. So I'm trying to put them all together.
0: What's your take on what's the difference between a sport truck? Because there used to be... Yeah, I know. There, there used to be Sport Truck Magazine. Yeah, there was Truckin', Sport Truck, and Mini Truckin'. Right. And, all, all under the same media company, so...
1: Yeah, so when back then, like if, if I was to ask myself back then, what's the difference between a sport truck and a mini truck and Truckin', was like mini trucks, exactly what he's saying right here, like the mini trucks and truck uh, Truckin' were bag trucks, and then the sport truck guys were like, you know, the, the they were usually just like static dropped or dropped with a rake. You know, and they were more into the performance side of things. Yeah. Um, I I don't, I think now, like we've said many, many, many times on this podcast, the umbrella mini trucking is just a, it's like, it's just a title. It doesn't necessarily mean specifically mini trucks. Yeah. So in my opinion, what he's talking about, if you build a freaking Tacoma with a 1UZ in it on coilovers, I'm like, that's a mini truck. That's, that's super
0: cool. I mean, by definition, a mini truck is a truck it's that, a, yeah. It's a mini. It, well, yeah, it's a truck that came with standard with a four cylinder, optional V with an optional V six is what. That's what the old definition of mini truck was. You mm-hmm. can't say that anymore. Yeah, it's because it's it doesn't doesn't uh, do it. But yeah, mini trucking is is whatever you want it to be. Right. And when I go when I go to a show and I see a C ten that's laid out at a mini truck shop, I'm like, that's mini trucking. Yeah. Like it's just it is what it is. But. A, a, yeah, I don't know if there's a difference. Like, sport truck would probably be, like you said, it's all performance orientated stuff. And
1: but. and nowadays those guys are like the and I always cannot pronounce this the the trochucha guys, the the troquita
0: oh like troquyando that's that's the word I'm looking
1: for. Yeah. I I don't know. First of all, I don't know what that word means, and second, I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, those guys sort of filled that space. They're building performance trucks, you know, with yeah. big motors and cammed out and exhausts and you know. But then yeah. again, like. Maybe, you know, I, I've noticed that those, and I don't know too much about that scene, but like, you know, they started off in the total performance, but now, you know, they're starting to, you know, well, they've always put big billet wheels on them, but now they're starting to like bag them. They're starting to do more with the paint. They're starting to do yeah. more in the interior. They're starting to do more custom as well as like the performance stuff. So yeah. I think like everything else it's evolved to me, like to, to kind of touch on the point that you made, like. To me, a mini truck, and maybe this is too broad, but a mini truck is if whatever you drive to the mini truck show. I think that's. I was <laughs> you know? just going to say that, <laughs> like, like if, if you, pull you drive like, your sixty-five Cadillac that's laid out, mini trucking, like exactly
0: yeah. you. You literally just said that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, like Jose in our club has that Cadillac. Yeah. Now. Yeah. He just got a sixty-six. Still a mini trucker. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? It's you're still a mini trucker. You're still doing mini truck things. Mm-hmm. You know, Um, if you take that, if you take that. um motor swap Tacoma to a mini truck show it's people are going to love it mm-hmm. you know that's that's
1: which is kind of interesting because it doesn't it's it's not a uh it's not a, a back and forth thing like you can't take you know you can't be a hot rodder and then pull up because like that's a hot rod like doing a motor swap in that truck and putting it on high performance suspension that is a hot rod you mm-hmm. can't take that to a hot rod show to be like we don't want this new new truck here get it out of here so i don't yeah. think it's like a uh a, uh, you know, interchangeable thing.
0: So I think that really only works in our scene with our, our type of shows. It does. And, and all those, like the guys, the good guys, people that go to good guys shows and all that stuff, like it's just a different type of breed you are, than the mini truck guys.
1: You want to hear a quick little funny thing that I watched and uh, I'll send you a link to it cause it's really yeah. good. So there's this kid, young man, I don't want to say kid. Uh, it's this young dude, uh, who bought a 65 Mustang just it all rotted out and he took the body and he put it on oh, a civic have yeah, you seen that
0: yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah oh yeah.
1: my gosh it's so good and then he takes it to a, a mustang show yeah and of course i, I mean you can only imagine that the, he got both reactions some were losing their mind and some were just like yeah. even one guy was like that's hot rotting like he yeah. just took this high performance four-cylinder motor and put it in this car i mean it's yeah. more than that but that's he got you know, it seemed like
0: he there. got more positive reviews than negative on that one
1: yeah that, yeah he did yeah for sure yeah you know. I liked it. I thought it was cool. Yeah,
0: yeah definitely. <laughs> and that goes right
1: back to the the thing. Uh, I don't know when we were talking about it about kind of like you know the middle finger thing. You know, you just like well, I'm that, different. Yeah, like yeah. He's all well, here.
0: That, this is a Civic. <laughs> that Mustang. He put the body on an entire Civic.
1: He did. Yeah, yeah. On the on the on the, yeah. the pan and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So did that's you, what I am saying.
0: Did you see that when I when I think that was you guys sent that in our Facebook group? I think so. And then I did. I, yeah, I resent the guy that put the f100 body on the um town town car i think it was like he cut up yeah yeah and he put an f100 body on it and then Mm -hmm. on ronnie's podcast there was a guy that put a c10 on a civic i think uh i've seen a
1: couple different ones i've seen i think i've seen the civic one oh yeah no i do yeah i do know that c10 on a civic because there's also a c10 that's on a hard body chassis Yeah. And they call it like the C hard body or. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what's funny? This is a funny thing. So someone sent that to me and they're like, Hey man, check this out. And the name of the truck, I don't know, but it's something to that effect, like C10 hard body. And I'm like staring at this thing and I'm like, I don't get it. Like I, in my head, I thought maybe someone took C10 parts and grafted them onto a hard body. I'm all, that's a C10. Like uh, the more I'm staring at this photo. And it is a C ten, and it wasn't until someone pointed out, like, "Oh no, it's on a chassis." Of I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: thought that was funny." But yeah, I think um, do whatever you want; it's going to be cool. Yeah. And man. then, um, oh, another that kind of goes into another subject that we're going to get into is going to be electric cars.
1: Oh, I, yeah, we, we gotta I'm talk about that.
0: Real excited for that one. Me too. Especially there's a, po- there's a podcast out there called um, Inevitable. In oh, ev evitable. And, um, I think I sent it to you, but you should probably listen to a couple episodes of that and prepare and then, for the, okay. because it'll really, it gets your mind in a whole another mindset about the future of mobility. Cause that's right. what it is. It's, 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 it's more or less about the future of mobility versus just electric versus gas.
1: Well, at the time of, of recording this, this podcast, it's, it's August 25th and I, have you seen the the news article floating around today that everybody's losing their minds over? Uh-uh. Uh, uh, Oh, so California is banning uh, gas, the sale of gas powered cars by 2035 that's been a thing though i know but i'm just saying like that's oh, to yeah, yeah, yeah. tee up the next conversation so like oh yeah
0: yeah everyone's freaking there they think they're gonna come and like confiscate their older gas car i don't know that's we're gonna get into that in that conversation yeah.
1: and that one look so, no like,
0: one cares this is a good quote that i found on that inevitable podcast and uh, if you're listening to this and you, and you want to listen to that podcast it's really good but nobody cares or should care that the guy that drives a Toyota Corolla back and forth to work is gas or electric. Right. That's what people are losing their mind about. Mm -hmm. No one's going to come to your house and take your Nissan pickup truck or your Toyota Tacoma. They're not going to come confiscate from that from you. Right. They just want commuter cars to be electric. That's all. Don't yeah. freak out.
1: Well, the, 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 and we'll, we'll try to save this for that one. Yeah. But yeah. Another prelude to it was, you know, uh, California also currently, that's coming up much sooner is the, the, uh, ban. And they, oh, and, and ban just is, seems like, anyway. So they're going to not sell, um, gas powered, uh, like generators, lawnmowers, mm. like so. But anyway, we will get into that into a different thing because we uh, for the last like, I don't know, like couple of weeks, we have been putting a lot of work into coming together to put together the uh, overseas truck uh, episode where we discuss um, trucks that are built in other countries and we want to get all of our, our details right on that. So we're really working on that. And that'll be another one that we'll put a bunch of effort yeah. into. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, that there's some of these that are that just take a lot more um, factual knowledge mm-hmm. and a lot more... Um, just yeah, yeah, yeah. like because they're less opinionated. Essentially, they're more yeah, fact based and opinionated, yeah, or they're we're, or less. Um, we don't have experience in Japan or this or that. anyways, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. but that's we'll it. We're that. done. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thanks for checking out this week's episode. Thank you for dropping all of these questions. We really appreciate it. And once again, if
1: you guys want to drop us questions, please do it on the drop of Frank and Brian. All put together on Instagram. Drop them all there. uh Always check out our websites Livelifecustom.com, life grinder dash tv.com we always have giveaways going on so go to those websites to find out the information all right that's all right. it yeah. we'll see you later